Tonight, Charles Bissu, former secretary to the Interministerial Committee Against Illegal Mining, finally agrees to turn himself in after a special prosecutor declared him wanted today. I've said it. I am innocent. I have gone nowhere. I'm within the jurisdiction. I'm going to attend and then um, whatever information they, they require to aid their work, I will provide. We have the very latest. This is Top Story with Evans Mensah. And Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone. He had been fighting a warrant for his arrest. And after days of eluding capture, tonight Charles Bissu, former secretary to the Interministerial Committee Against Illegal Mining, had declared he will turn himself in. It's been barely six hours since the special prosecutor officially declared him wanted. Mr. Bissu will turn himself in, but is resolved to fight declaring his innocence and insisting he is not on the run. He says he is ready to defend his record. As you may be aware, his lawyer have in the last one week accused the special prosecutor of handling investigations of Mr. Bissu uh, in a military style. We did not transition for military rule into democratic rule for the office of the special prosecutor become a pseudo-democrat, a pseudo-military agency to witch hunt and harass people. We need to respect the fundamental human rights of people under the 1992 constitution. Let me ask you, um, as we speak tonight, your client is a wanted man. Will he turn himself in? No, he's not going to turn himself in because that arrest warrant was improperly, was improperly procured. And so we are going to take steps to cure that. And that's uh, Charles Bissu, lawyer, speaking to us just last week. Well, the special prosecutor, Kisei Jabin, had this reaction to that. He vowed there will be consequences. If you follow your lawyer sitting in his office, who, to a lawyer who arrogates to himself the powers of the law, and you sit in office and you follow the lawyer in respect of these things, and we ask you to show up, and you don't show up. Mm. There are legal consequences to pay. Mind you, your lawyer will not be paying those consequences. It is you who will be paying those consequences. But, something, we do not conduct ourselves in a military style. I'm only saying, if you give us the course, we will come for you. If you give us the course, we will storm your premises. But we hardly ever do that. And I have been at pains to explain that I withhold my hand so as not to show the power too much. I withhold my hand and we treat people with civility and that is why when the professor was directed to show up he didn't say anything my intel tells me he published the direction right upon upon receipt but we didn't say anything we don't announce left right center this person has been arrested this person has been arrested this person has been we don't do that we don't do that that the office has gone for an arrest warrant from the court mm. Is that the military style we're talking about? Let's just say for the sake of argument that that is what the office did. Shouldn't the office rather be applauded that we are following uh, legal processes? Is that military style?
Well, in the last few minutes after uh, the issuing of that, uh, you know, wanted notice by the special prosecutor, Charles Bissou has been speaking uh, to us. He says he will turn himself in. He insists he is innocent and he will be fighting the allegations against him. Listen to him talk to my colleague, Blazer Soga, on Pulse just a few minutes ago. Yes, I have, and I am surprised. However, um, I have not gone AWOL and still in the country. Um, I work in the Western region. Um, as we speak, I'm on route to Accra. Um, I will attend the, um, um, the special prosecutor's office. But, you know, in, in any case, I mean, you know, previously um, I had been invited to the various um, investigative agencies as the NIB, uh, which I visited on two occasions, um, the CID, the National Security, pertaining to this, um, that I'm saying, um, um, problems. Um, the OSP's office itself, I've also been there, I think, twice. So it's not um, like um, I am actually um, running away uh, from attending a meeting at the OSP, OSP's office. Um, I asked for time to attend, and I think there was a misunderstanding. Um, I actually abide by the laws of this country, and so um, I don't think, um, I mean, define the creature of um, our constitution or the laws of Ghana um, is the best thing. I've, yes. I've been law-abiding, and so and basically I, I'm not, I've got, I haven't gone missing. I'm in the country, I was in the Western region, so I will attend. And I think that when I attend um, this, I think it would be fair that it didn't redeem my image. Because we know that for the past uh, four or five years, um, with this galam saying, we've been going back and forth um, where um, a lot has happened. So I think this is also an opportunity for me to further redeem myself. Because um, as I said, I've been to various uh, regulatory uh, investigative agencies and I've actually given them um, statements. So. I don't think, I do not know what the special prosecutor is going to ask me about. Um, I've always been consistent, and I think that um, the consistency with which I've actually uh, turned out or given information to help them in their investigation uh, would be the same uh, at the OSC's office. What, what do you think may have accounted for this? Uh, because obviously the OSP m may not just move out and publish this, this in the media looking for you. Well, I mean, they wrote to me, um, I think a few weeks ago, and I got my lawyer to write back to say that um, I wasn't, um, I was actually not um, indisposed and that they should give me a few days, and they said um, they were not going to agree to that, Sasha, um, coming on a certain date, uh, which I couldn't because I wasn't uh, feeling well. And then, said that later on, I had of an arrest warrant, and then now we have... Um, this um, coming up, but I think also then, uh, we're all working in the interest of the of the country. Um, once I attend uh, the interview, and then it, uh, we, I think we all come to um, a conclusion that uh, Ghana must move forward, and um, that's how I'm feeling. Um, I'll build myself to serve, uh, serve the country, and I believe that certain responsibilities uh, come with accountability. Mm -hmm. I would build myself, and I've never ever run away from the laws of this country. Mm. Um, and so I, I, I think I just have to correct that erroneous impression that um, Charles Bishop is a fugitive and all that. No, I'm not a fugitive. I've right. not run away. I did not say I was not going to attend. I said I need a time to attend, which was about two weeks ago. 
then it was a misunderstanding and then culminated into that. Okay, I'm taking a look at the charges being leveled against you this time round. Um, still go, goes back to your activities at the uh, Interministerial Committee Against Illegal Mining, charges of corruption. I don't think there's any charge. Right. I don't think, that, I don't think there's any charge because I have to first be interviewed first, you understand? So you see, that's, that's the thing um, that's actually transpiring now. Once you're invited, everybody thinks that you're a criminal mm. or you've been charged. I think we need to correct that and then educate people. Um, like I said, I've been through BNI um, and all that, but I, I, BNI, now NID, National Security and all that. Some of them, I went in there, they wanted, um, I was a suspect. I rendered my um, statement. And I mean, up to now, nothing has happened. I've been to the police, uh, CID, where I gave um, them my um, statements. And then later on, I even came home and then prepared certain documentation for them to help them in their investigation. So. I, I don't think um, we, um, it's, it's a thing of me being charged. I've not been charged for mm. any crime. It's an investigation that uh, they are delving into, which I think, yes, the laws of the country allow for that. So uh, to, to, to correct I that, haven't been charged. Right. Uh, but, but the fact still remains that you're one of the most investigated uh, individuals uh, who then mm -hmm. served on the Interministerial Committee Against Illegal Mining. Mm -hmm. uh, how, how does that make you feel, uh, the fact that you've been subject to uh, not one, not two, I guess the Office of the Special Prosecutor um, and their former regime still investigated you? How does that make you feel? Um, basically, I mean, for me, I think that once you... Um avail yourself to serve your country. Uh, you're, you're responsible and then you're held accountable for whatever you do. I mean, for me, for it to drag for four years, over four years, and um, I mean, up until now, um, I mean, um, I mean, hurts me, uh, my reputation, my case, and everything. Because I, I think with the laws, we should have timelines in investigating certain matters so that the person can, you know, um, have his or her peace of mind. But then you go in and then it's um, investigating the matter and it can take forever. It can take 10 years. And now society such that once you've gone in there, everybody sees you as a criminal. You know what I mean? So um, I haven't gone ill. I'm within the jurisdiction. Um, I would attend, but um, to answer your question, yes. I saw sad that uh, from 2019, um, an investigation has gone up until now, where I've written about four petitions, three or four petitions, asking as to where um, we've got into it and you get no reply and then it goes on and on and on and on. That's, I mean, uh, worrying. But then um, it comes with the responsibility that I was given and, and I have to be accountable for it. But I don't think that's the norm everywhere or that's what transpires mm -hmm. everywhere. I will myself. And, and you seem to have some issues with the um, special prosecutor himself in, in respect of this case that's before him. Uh, you feel his conflict, sir? I'm not going to answer questions um, as to that, you know, um, because the more we're talking, the more people are misconstruing um, our interviews, you see. Um, I, you, I mean, the crux of you calling me was um, as a thing if I've gone I haven't. And within the jurisdiction, I've also said that one uh, abide by the rules of this country, and I've also given examples of, of uh, abiding by the rules of this country that have been to NID uh, on two occasions, the CID, national security, rendered um, some of them as a suspect, and then nothing came out. Some of them, I wrote my statement to support what you're doing, and as a Ghanaian, I think I think that's part of my civil duty, and I would actually uh, stick to that. But I'm not going to talk about conflict mm. with somebody. You know, I just 
for the other authorities or whatever to decide. Okay. So. I'll grant you that. And, but what we cannot take away from you as well is that you're a politician and you're seeking to run for office. Given what's happening to you now, um, you suspect foul play or you feel it's just a natural process, it will all um, grind away. You're going around the garden and you're in the back door, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I've just answered you. <laughs> you're a politician. You're running for office. That's what no, I'm asking. That's not about politics. <laughs> mm. it's, um, we are communicating here. Um, you finally asked me a question. I found said, I think you're going around the back door. Um, it's not about being a politician. I mean, I've answered the question. Uh, would this deter you from, from the goal you have? For instance, you and the uh, Western region, obviously, as part of your engagements with the grassroots of your party. Are no. you are you stopping would, that dream? No, it would not deter me because I know within me that I haven't committed any crime. Um, if even, you know, with the investigation that started in 2019, uh, which is very unfortunate, um, even that, I went to, I was the regional secretary, I've been the regional secretary in the Western region for eight years. A presidential staffer. Um, I've been a government communicator. You see, when I go to, um, for example, go and sit, um, you know, I've been uh, projecting the government and the, MP the MPP government and then defending it as well. If I should go and sit before um, the television and then start talking, when I knew that I have certain iniquities or things that I've done against the state, I think it wouldn't augur well. Um, it would be like insulting the Ghanaian populace. So within me, I know I am very, so much innocent. That is why I had the, um, that boldness to say on television, sometimes your, your television set and all that to, I mean, I project um, our government. So um, I am innocent. I know that. Um, and I do not know what the special prosecutor is going to ask. It's an investigation. It doesn't mean that uh, you're charged for something. So I will avail myself. Like, but to conclude, I am within the jurisdiction. I haven't been anywhere. Okay, I'll go to the office. Well, it's great to know uh, that. If there's anything you're leaving the people of Ghana with, particularly those who are watching us now, what would you no, want them it. to know? I've said it. I am innocent. I have gone nowhere. I'm within the jurisdiction. I'm going to attend, and then um, whatever information they, they require to aid their work, I will provide. And that is Charles Bisu, is a former secretary to the Interministerial Committee Against Illegal Mining. And shortly, I'll take you to a Chicago kitten uh, where Charles Bisou has been campaigning in the last few days in an attempt uh, to become the NPP's parliamentary candidate. He's running in the primaries and intends now uh, to file his documents and be voted for by the delegates. We'll, we'll tell you what the reaction has been in the constituency to what has been happening the last few days. But lawyers for Charles Bisou went to court and file the process to set aside that warrant seeking to arrest him. Let's bring in our uh, correspondent who has been covering this for us. Uh, Joseph, do we have an update on that particular process that the lawyers filed? In fact, the processes remain pending at the courts. Uh, the two processes that were filed are all due to be heard on the 22nd of June at the High Court, specifically the general jurisdiction jurisdiction. And these are the processes in which Charles Bissou, through his lawyers, accuses the special prosecutor 
of procuring the warrant for his arrest in a manner that they consider to be contrary to law. And so they make the point that the order of the Kalisi District Court for his arrest was made in wrongful exercise of the discretion of the court. The applicant caused his lawyers to institute the present suit invoking the sovereignty powers of the court, seeking, among others, another sectoral director of the Kalisi District Court, causing the aforesaid order. And so those processes are all supposed to be heard on the 22nd of June. So they've not been determined yet. So this is still pending um, and it hasn't been heard yet. So it, it clears the way, I guess, for the special prosecutor, if he so chooses to proceed and execute the warrant, a person to which they issued this uh, wanted notice. From what we understand from the legal team, they had taken their view prior to this publication happening that because of uh, these processes pending, they were of the opinion that there ought not be any action taken uh, on line with the warrant that was issued because they believe that once this process has been filed, it should be respected. And that is how come our sources within the team initially told us prior to breaking a story on midday that there was the possibility of initiating contempt proceedings against the special prosecutor. It's not clear whether that strategy has changed at this point in time because Mr. Bissu, like we had a short while ago, as one is one indicated that he intends to show up at the office of the special prosecutor. And that changes a lot. Thank you very much, uh, Blay. Uh, we'll try and get you uh, some breakdown of what this notice really is. We'll be speaking to lawyer Bobby Bansi, who will join us pretty shortly. But I want to take you to Cicado Kitan, and I want to bring in uh, my colleague, Kojo Brace, in the studio with me right now. Kojo, this is something that has become a, a major talking point in uh, in the western region particularly that constituency where charles bisu has picked up forms mm-hmm. to run in the mpp's primary seeking to be the party's parliamentary candidate there and and that's where he's been the last few days exactly well. yes our checks uh, from cl- uh, people close to him indicate that he's been there for the past uh, few weeks uh, trying to you know campaign and sell his message to people that he's the best person to lead the uh, mpp in this Kadukatan constituency and, and so uh, what has been the reaction well it's been mixed People feel that he's been witch-hunted. People also feel that he has to ensure that he deals with this well, else it will go against him. So he has to find a way to really handle this properly. The, pre- uh, the special prosecutor, the I don't see anything relevant to but I feel like being controlled by someone to do it. Because why would you have a reason to just get up and charge someone with, with, with what evidence? I don't know, Ghana, we just we work with uh, like with assumptions, but what is that evidence? We always don't bring out uh, special evidence or correct evidence before we start doing things in Ghana. That's all. Mm-hmm. Ghana is like, no, right now, whatever we say, they don't mind us. Well. I mean, personally, I mean, if this thing is true, uh, it's going to be a big blow for Charles Bishu. Uh, why? Because, because uh, I mean, he's eyeing to contest for the uh, Sikado Keten. And this wanted, I think, it to go big negative to him, uh, contesting that seat, you know. And that seat, too, is contesting with uh, another uh, current uh, regional treasurer. And it's, it's, it's a big one. So this, this issue that is popping up, I mean, Charles should solve it out. Else it's going to be a big blow for him in the politics, in the way. In as much as we all believe that um, the, the, the due process should be followed and the law must take its course, this is another <laughs> show of criticism 
you get it because this issue has been in court this issue has been there what has the special prosecutor done so far and what has been the issue uh, on which grounds is he declaring Charles Bissou wanted if not for public showmanship you get it um, for me it doesn't make sense I think as a party, as people, you guys should sit down and know how to resolve these, this issue. So reaction there from Isikado Kitan where uh, Charles Bissou has been running, campaigning actually to become the uh, party's parliamentary candidate. I want to bring in lawyer Bobby Bansing who joins us right now. Mr. Bansing, thanks for your time here on Top Story. Thanks, thanks for having me. So the OSP secured this warrant for Mr. Bissou's arrest last week. And then today he issues this wanted notice on its website. Uh, explain to me how such notices work, especially considering that he, he had a warrant already last week. Um, good evening, Ivan. I maybe was a bit surprised that the OSP even decided to go for a warrant because um, he can arrest without a warrant. Just like a police officer. A police officer can arrest you without a warrant if the police officer has reason to believe that you have committed a crime or you are in the course of committing a crime. And so maybe for extra reasons, the OSP decided to go for um, the warrant. But if you look at the OSP Act, it has um, very nuanced powers. Sometimes people treat the OSP office as if it is akin to that of a normal police office with their attendant powers. So under the OSP Act, if the OSP, OSP demands something of you lawfully and you refuse to honor that demand, for example, if you are invited by the OSP or the OSP asks you to bring some documents and you refuse to give it without any um, um, justifiable basis. Justifiable basis being that there's another law that requires you should not, or there's a court order that inhibits the OSP. That in itself is an offense. And so when the OSP decided to invite uh, Mr. Bishu, I was quite surprised with the... Uh, you see, I, I have not seen the affidavit which is attached to the various motions that have been filed by the lawyers for Mr. Bishu, challenging the OSP's powers to invite him or to investigate those matters. So I'm speaking without prejudice to the content of those affidavits. But be that as it may, looking at the powers of the OSP, the OSP can invite you, arrest you, investigate you, and exercise lots of powers under the Act without necessarily going for court orders to do so. And when you are invited by the OSP and you do not comply with that invitation, or the OSP requires your presence or requires you to bring documents, and you do not honor that invitation, that in itself is an offense under the OSP Act. You can even serve prison time between two to four years or, or pay fine. Just for refusing so, to comply with an invitation or when they actually direct you to appear before them? Well, the, 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 the act says that if you refuse to comply with a lawful demand of the OSP office. So it could be an invitation. Of course, if they invite you and you exercise your right that, okay, I will not honor the invitation, I believe they'll go to the next step, which will be to require your presence. 
I think when you when you interview the OSP on the um, not you, I mean the yes, on, on news five, yes, yes, he had explained the various steps and procedures that they go through, and so he says that when you receive a letter and they say that you are invited to appear, they give a date and they add that you must come with a lawyer. It means that they are investigating you, and if the content also is different, it means something else. But whatever it is, the law says that once they make a lawful demand of you and you do not comply, it's an offense. So so then today we saw this notice, this wanted notice that was published mm. and that, that's that's an addition to the warrant. Um, is it because the OSP felt that they were dealing with a fugitive? I believe that it was because the OSP's office I had taken, for lack of a better word, I would say judicial notice of the, um, I think it was made public by, I believe, the lawyers for Mr. Bishop that they will not honor the invitation by the OSP. And even though there was a bench warrant, they will not honor that, or they will not, you know, produce their clients. I yeah. thought that was a stretch. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the lawyer explained that as of the time that the warrant was uh, uh, granted by the court, they had not formally been notified. And so the time he was speaking to me here last week, Thursday, he says they, they don't know about it formally. He's hearing about it on radio. So as a lawyer, he was proceeding using, um, I guess, the formality surrounding how you, you secure, you procure, and then you execute a warrant. And so when he said, I will not turn myself, my, my client will not turn himself in, he was speaking based on that, you know, legal understanding of how you actually procure it properly and how you execute it. So for him, it didn't exist as at the time because OSB had not brought it to your attention. And that is why he says he would not um, turn himself in. Yes, so there are, there, there are two things in what you are saying. The first thing is whether or not they had been served with the warrant. As at right? the time, they have not been served. Yes, but when a warrant is obtained you are not served with it. It is executed. And so when a warrant is obtained, normally what happens is that it is addressed to um, maybe, let's say, the police or security agencies, that whenever they cite you, you should be arrested and brought to the court or to the nearest court. Now, that is not service of the warrant. They are executing the warrant. That is one point. The second point is that when the OSP or any security agency, for that matter, applies to the court for a bench warrant, it is because you have not honored a request for you to appear to that security agency. And so when they apply for the warrant, they can't serve you because they don't know where you are. That is why they are going for the warrant. Now, if there's an order of a court and a party affected by that order decides not to honor that order or respect that order, on the basis that the order was obtained illegally, it borders on contempt. Because in our jurisdiction, it is, it is a settled principle of law that parties cannot sit in their, or lawyers cannot sit in their offices and determine which order of a court is valid, and so they or their clients would comply, and which order is not valid, for which reason they will not comply. If we allow that, then we are throwing our administration of justice into chaos. That is why I was happy when you said today that the lawyers have now filed the process seeking to quash the bench warrant on the basis that it was obtained beyond jurisdiction 
or without jurisdiction. I've not cited the basis of a copy of that document, so I'm just repeating what you said. That would be interesting. Then they are actually challenging the order. Now, without the order or without the warrant, the OSP can still arrest. And so the two processes must be dealt with separately. So the OSP decided to go for the warrant, but it doesn't mean that the OSP can arrest alone with a warrant or can demand the presence of somebody they are investigating only by means of a warrant. And so the other step by the OSP beyond the warrant, I think still falls under their authority or mandate under their act. Now that and I'm happy Bishu- that Mr. Bishu said he would actually go to them and then speak to them or cooperate with them. I think he said that when you yes, interviewed Yes, he, sa- he says he yeah. would turn himself in now and cooperate and provide the answers. Uh, as yeah. the OSP will seek. Uh, Mr. Bansin, thank you very much for uh, breaking this down and helping us appreciate uh, what has been happening over the last uh, few uh, hours today uh, when the uh, special prosecutor uh, issued that wanted notice uh, for the arrest of Charles Bishu. And, they, um, and from my sources at the OSP, they insist that they do not require uh, to notify any suspect of any warrant and that uh, they can indeed, as uh, Mr. Bansi has been explaining, arrest you because they have police powers and uh, they've just been tolerant of him. And if you go to the OSP website, the OSP details why they're looking for Charles Bissu and they have uh, two separate cases uh, before the OSP that bother on issues relating to Mr. Bissu. The first one relates to the announced documentary and the second case involves ongoing investigations into the activities and expenditure of the Interministerial Committee Against Illegal Mining. And by the way, you've heard from Charles Bissu tonight asserting that he will turn himself in. When we get an update, we'll bring it to you here on Joy 99.7 FM. News night starts right now.